Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Nicholas Mancini, currently the pastor of Sacred Heart of Mary Parish in Louisville. Welcome, Father. Thank you, Tim. Good to be with you. It's great to have you here again. Thank you. Uh, This week we're uh, discussing the liturgy, and the first question, uh, it's 187 of the UCAT, it asks, how important is Sunday, and why do we have a Sunday obligation for liturgy? Well, Sunday is the center of Christian time, for on Sunday we celebrate Christ's resurrection, and every Sunday is a miniature Easter. If Sunday is disregarded or abolished, only work days are left in the week. Man who was created for joy degenerates into a workhouse and into a mindless consumer. We must learn on earth how to celebrate properly, or else we will not know what to do in heaven. Heaven is an endless Sunday. And you know... This brings out some very good points because we have reduced Sunday to a commonplace in society. You know, we have stores that are open, people have to work, where years ago, families used that day to pray together, to rest, to relax, to visit family, grandparents, and what have you. It was a day in which everybody came together to rest, to enjoy one another, but they began that day by worshiping God. Families went to Mass together. I can remember that as a kid. We, we'd go to Mass, and then my mom always had a nice meal mm-hmm. for us. And there were six of us kids. I'm the oldest of six. And we would always go to Mass together as a family. And we would have a meal together as a family on Sunday. And, of course, my dad worked all week long. And with six kids, my mom worked at home. She didn't work outside the home. But it seems uh, one of the things that have snuck up on us as a society, and I love sports as much as anybody, but it seems that uh, grade school and high school sports even have taken over the weekends because yes. kids go to school during the week and then on Saturday and Sunday they play volleyball, soccer, football, run track and field, mm-hmm. cross country, all the sports, wrestling. I mean, it just goes on and on. And I know some parents who have young kids, I mean, they're constant taxis from one season to another. It's like an endless season of traveling baseball teams and uh, when that season's over, then they're on a different team, and then that. Right. So it's just like an, this endless uh, litany, if you will, of sports programs, whether it's practice or games. And so by the time we get to Sunday, instead of being together as a family, we got to rush off after mass and go to a soccer game or a volleyball game or whatever. And some don't even go to mass; they make that 
like you were saying there, volleyball or track meet or whatever, they get up early in the morning, eat breakfast, start packing this, packing that, and going and making it a long day of sports. Instead of pausing to give praise and worship to God. And I think this, this is what's happened, not only in our churches, but all churches. Because we see so many other denominations closing. You know, because there aren't the people who are not coming to church. And so if you don't have the people, what happens to church? And so you begin merging to try to make congregations bigger so they could be alive in Christ. You know, worshiping and praising God. And some places close. And our society just does not seem to find time anymore for God. And I think that we need to take that time and Sunday, the Lord's Day, that third commandment, keep holy the Sabbath day, has to once again play into the hearts and the minds of the souls of all people. Because one morning when we wake up, Jesus may be standing there and saying, Hey, it's your eternal Sunday for some of you. But for the rest of you, I know you not. we got to think about this. And it's still a mortal sin to miss Mass on Sunday, Definitely, isn't it, definitely, definitely. And uh, the problem with the mortal sin is that we cut ourselves off from God, and the only way we can repair that is through uh, auricular confession, which is going to a priest and confessing it and being truly sorry for that sin and yes. receiving absolution. Yes. And that way we can not only start going to Mass every week, but also receiving the Eucharist. Right, correct. So, Father, why is it a mortal sin to miss Mass on Sunday? What's the big deal? It is a commandment, God, written by the hand of God, keep holy the Sabbath day. Six days you may work. The seventh day belongs to the Lord. You rest. And you give the Lord yourself, your entire being. So it's his day. It's a holy day. It's a day in which we pause to give praise to God. And, you know, if we just pass it off, then we're passing off God. And we are committing sin. Because we made our commonplace society our God and left the true God out nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just like when the children of Israel worshipped the golden calf. They forgot about God on the mountain where Moses was coming down. And Moses said, he that shall not live by the law shall die by the law. And he flung the stones of tablets, you know, against the, uh, the golden calf. Mm-hmm. So we are called to worship God. And we need to get back into that essence of that realm of loving Him and worshiping Him and giving Him His day once again. Well, just like the first three commandments are all about God. Right. And the fact that we need to have God first in our lives. And I think that's the problem we have in this country now is because people aren't going to church, we don't have well-formed consciences. And without a well-formed conscience, we can't distinguish between good and evil, Mm -hmm. right and wrong. And so those lines get blurred. And it all starts, I don't know about your dad, but my dad used to tell me the same things over and over and over again to the point where I was sick of it. Right. And one of the things my dad always said was, Tim, 
you got to have your priorities in the correct order. Right. God first, others second, yourself third. Mm -hmm. So he taught over and over that we have to put God first in our lives. And I think that's one of the reasons why eventually I started going to daily mass. Right. Because for me, it was the most powerful way and the most effective way that I could consciously not only talk the talk, but walk the walk and live my life as Mm -hmm. if God really is first in my life, because he is. So I'd, I still do. To this day, I'm 59 now, and I started when I was a kid in second grade, going to daily Mass. And again, having that habit of putting God first and actually communicating with God and asking Him, what do you think, Lord, what What do you think? What, do you, what would you have me do? Mm-hmm. What's your will for my life? In other words, asking those good questions so that I could put God first in my life, and now I have my priorities in the right order. Right. When we don't go to Mass, we're putting sports, Mm -hmm. golf, sleeping in, work, whatever, we're putting that ahead of God. Right. And we need to get back to God. Uh, That is is so true. So question 188 of the UCAT asks, Father, what is the Liturgy of the Hours? The Liturgy of the Hours is the universal public prayer of the Church, biblical readings, lead the person who prays it ever deeper into the mystery of the life of Jesus. Throughout the world, this gives the triune God the opportunity at every hour of the day to transform gradually those who pray and also the world. The Liturgy of the Hours is prayed not only by priests and religious, but many Christians who take their faith seriously join their voices with the many thousands of praises and petitions that ascend to God from all over the world. The seven hours of prayer are like the treasury of the church's prayer. It also loosens our tongues when we have become speechless because of joy, sorrow, or fear. Again and again is the one astonishing, is one that the liturgy of the hours draws us into this idea of prayer, God hears us when we call to him. He answers us in these texts, often in a way that is so specific as to be almost disconcerting in a way that causes us to allow us to demonstrate our fidelity and love for the Lord through prayer. And we give that prayer to God in the beauty of the Liturgy of the Hours. And, you know, like we say, the laity can join in this. Many of them do. They join in the hours, the liturgy of the hours. Not only it's a, not a prayer just for priests and religious, but the laity now have been invited to join in and participate in this beautiful prayer of the liturgy of the hours. So it's actually the prayer of the church. Exactly. Not just the laity, but also the, the uh, or not just the clergy, but also right, the, the laity. laity. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I uh, like to promote is... Uh, most of us in our generation have smartphones, and there's a couple of Catholic apps that are free that have the Liturgy of the Hours, among other things. Uh, the one app that I'd like to recommend is Laudate, L-A-U-D-A-T-E, and again, it's a free download. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Catholic Mega App, and it has Liturgy of the Hours, the Daily Mass readings, Examination of Conscience for Confession. It has uh, Prayers to the Holy Spirit, and on and on and on. It has two complete Bibles. It's an excellent way to get in the habit 
because uh, before you had to have more than one right. volume of, of books that were kind of thick. And now it, it sorts it out for you, and you just go to it, and you have these seven prayers, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I'd like to point out, mirrors the Old Testament Jews, the Orthodox Jews that prayed seven times a day. That's right. So now we have the church where we, if we pray seven times a day every day, guess what? We're making God first in our lives, yes, and we're we centering are. our lives around communicating with God. Yes. So again, I, I wholeheartedly recommend trying to incorporate the liturgy of the hours. Right. And then, you know, you brought up a point, you know, there's the four-volume set. There is also a one-volume uh, edition uh, called Christian Prayer, which incorporates the prayers uh, that you could pray. Uh, they're beautifully done. And, um, you know, they're, they're ways in which we can offer our love and praise to God. Awesome. We've been listening to Father Nicholas Mancini as we go through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, and we're learning about the liturgy. Father, could we have a blessing before we go for today, please? And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you and fill you with his peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember that Faith with Father is a great teaching tool to use at your parish along with the UCAT. You can listen to any archive show. They go by number and they cover the entire UCAT. So just go to livingbreadradio.com Go to the Programming tab and click the Faith with Father tab. Until next time, this has been Tim Perry reminding you that God loves you more than you can even imagine. God bless you. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.